So this is the Friday before Christmas. Therefore, it has to be a Christmas music episode. And this episode or this podcast from the Switch on Pop Guys, which I've quoted multiple times because they're so amazing, um, actually asks an interesting question. Why have they made, why have they stopped making good Christmas songs? Or this Christmas songs, maybe they come out for a year and they don't really last because everyone knows it's kind of a cash grab from whoever is popular at the moment. And it's an interesting analysis. There's a lot of candidates that have been thrown out. So I'll have you listen to some of them and give you my opinion at the end. As you said, besides Mariah's 1994 classic, all of these songs are from the 50s or 60s. So clearly we are drawn to the nostalgic sounds of Christmas past every year, starting around December 1st. And while we might pick up the latest Christmas offering from, say, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, (laughs) ultimately we're going to go back to the classics, right? Surely, the first thing that I do post Thanksgiving is play Charlie Brown's Christmas. It's a longtime family tradition, and mm. it feels like it is the auditory signal, a sort of Pavlovian kind mm-hmm. of entry into the holiday spirit. For my family, it's the Nat King Cole Christmas album. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. But I, I have the exact same experience, Chuck. Yeah, it's pretty clear that you and I find comfort in the classics. And we're not alone. On the Holiday 100 charts, as of this recording, there are only three songs written in the last 20 years to make it into the top 40. Really? What I want to do is listen to each of them, consider what's made them join such rarefied company as Mariah and Andy Williams, Hmm. and ask if these songs can go the distance and become the 21st century members of the Christmas music canon. This is just delightful. Let's start with a song that's sitting comfortably at number 13. It's Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Christmas Tree, originally released in 2013. Okay, so the first thing I notice is that this is immediately drawing on all of the throwback sounds. Like, it is almost indistinguishable. It's got that plonky quarter note piano riff, bells and giant orchestration in a sort of 60s wall of sound kind of feel with big Mm -hmm. reverberation. If you played this back-to-back with Jingle Bell Rock, I'd be like, cool, yep, same kind of deal. I hear that, Chuck, and I would suggest another Christmas classic as the reference point here. It's Christmas, parentheses, Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's the same chords. And that was produced by Phil Spector. Hence that wall of sound approach that you were referencing. Yeah. I'm just going to be a curmudgeon and say that I enjoy the original more than the piece that it influenced. Fair enough. But there's some lovely touches in this Kelly Clarkson underneath the Christmas tree. 
I especially like her use of background vocals in the second verse. I'm gonna hold you I've mentioned before on the show that I was once exposed to the raw mixed down tracks of Since You've Been Gone. And one of the most amazing parts of that song are the depth of vocal layers that Kelly Clarkson has. Mm. She really knows how to weave together harmonies and counter melodies to pull you in even closer to the original melody. I agree. I think if the song works at all, it's because of those nostalgic sonic references we heard and because of Kelly Clarkson's powerhouse vocals. It's running eight years strong. Let's see it keep going. So keep that one in your mind as we move to the song that's sitting at number 17 on the holiday charts. It's Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me from 2014. Santa tell me if you're really there. Don't That's neat because it has some of the timbres of old Christmas music, your glockenspiel mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Some more traditional instruments, strings, but it's much more contemporary in the way that it's syncopated. It's more rhythmically engaging and doesn't sort mm. of fall on the sort of rock and roll backbeat tropes. I also really love in Ariana's music, her use of strings is always so compelling. Like, I feel like we neglected to talk about Ariana's record positions that she put out that has done really well this year. The opening song, Shut Up, has really beautiful strings in the same kind of way. That's a great reference. I feel like that's one of her secret tricks. Like, she knows how to do those classical references with very contemporary stuff, and that's what we're getting on her holiday song. It's very modern, but it's got the throwback. It's both. I love it. I think you're onto something, Charles, because when we get to the first verse, they lean even further into those modern production choices. Oh my God, what is that beat? Is that a, like, that feels like a Jay Z beat. <laughs> it's a little bit 99 problems, I think. Yeah, it's Jay Z meets a Christmas carol. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I and never it, knew I wanted it. And it worked. It totally worked. Okay, let's move a little further down the charts, number 34, where we'll encounter an old friend, Justin Bieber, and his song from 2011, Mistletoe. I'm a believer. There's our little sleigh bells. It's the most beautiful time of the year. (laughs) Jason Mraz guitar. I should be playing in the winter snow, but I'm going to be under the mistletoe. Nate, I don't like that song. (laughs) why not charlie wow very visceral reaction here no this is just just a personal thing i don't like the sort of jason razzy 50s chord progressions with a reggae beat kind of vibe it's just like 
it's bro music to me. I'm sorry. It's not. My, it's just not my vibe. I appreciate you coining a new term, Marazzi, as in similar <laughs> to Jason Mraz, whose song "I'm Yours" is clearly being referenced here. Well, you done done me, and you bet I felt it. I tried to beat you, but you so hot that I melted. I felt right through. I don't want to throw shade at Jason Mraz because for me, it's more about the song represents the guy at the party with the acoustic guitar trying to woo people. It's just like, it's a scene. It's not mine. I hear that. Mistletoe is almost a carbon copy of this Jason Mraz song. It's got the exact same chord progression. It's got the same guitar and the same guitar rhythm. It even has similar melodic phrasing. But I would venture to say this is even cringier than I'm yours, especially when we get to the chorus of Mistletoe. No, no, <laughs> hearing, no. Hearing Justin Bieber sing Shorty, I don't know, something about it just kind of ruins Christmas for me. I would rather listen to Peaches every Christmas because that's a great song. It doesn't have anything to do with the holidays, but man, this is makes my ears bleed. All right, Charlie, because you've been good this year, I'm going to give you one more. It's not in the top 40. It's currently at number 42, but it's a song from 2019 called Like It's Christmas by a band I I know you love. It's the Jonas Brothers. Oh, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) It's so camp. The snow on the ground, love in the air, sleigh bells are ringing. This is what it's all about. The fire is warm. Is it a timeless classic? No, but do I enjoy anything that opens with a baritone going? <laughs> yeah, we're, God, we're we're so easy, Charles. Just oh, that's, sucker. yeah, it's fun. It's clear from this conversation that my taste is probably wrong. I'm just telling you how it resonates for okay, me. Okay, but now that you've admitted that, we still have a job. We have to pick which of these four songs we think is the most likely to join Mariah and Perry Como and Bing Crosby in the annals of Christmas music classics. Is it Jonas Brothers, Like It's Christmas? Is it Justin Bieber's Mistletoe? Is it Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me? Or is it Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Christmas Tree? What say you, Charles? So, quick spoiler, they actually pick Ariana Grande's one. But I feel like Kelly Clarkson is closer because it is just obviously more nostalgic and maybe closer fitting to the rest of the other Christmas vibe things. But also, it needs to be more singable. Everyone needs to sing along with the Christmas song. It's a very fundamental feature and no one can keep up with Ariana. So Ariana loses because she's too good. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> 